Welcome to Fearless Marketing for Life Coaches. I'm Simone Gray Soul, and I'm here to teach you how to get your life coaching practice fully booked without paying for ads, buying Instagram followers, or complicated sales funnels. It's not rocket science, and I promise you can do it too. Listen on to find out how. Welcome to this very special episode of Fearless Marketing for Life Coaches. I have today on my show an especially fearless life coach who is a dear friend and a coach whom I admire very, very much. Her name is Maggie Reyes. I'm going to ask her to introduce herself today. Hello, everyone. Hello, Simone. I was telling her before we started that time with Simone is always time well spent, and it's absolutely true. So my name is Maggie Reyes. I am the Marriage Life Coach, and I host the Marriage Life Coach podcast. Uh, So you can look for that wherever podcasts, wherever you listen to this one, you can look for that one. And basically, I help smart women have better marriages. She helps smart women have better marriages. And it's important for me to point out that she is a six-figure coach. Yes. Very exciting. Okay. So I want you to know that she not not only is she an amazing coach and a very intelligent human being, as you will hear, but she makes money, which means that she's very effective at marketing. And I want to pick her brain about all the things that she knows and does. And Maggie and and I talk, we have chatted quite a bit about um, organic marketing and how to do marketing in a heart-centered, authentic, service-based, love-based way. And I brought her on, I asked her to be here so that I could talk more about those, um, those topics. And she has been watching me teach and uh, talk about my ideas about how to do that. And she has told me before, referring to her in the third person while she's here, she has heard me before. I mean, she has told me before, I wish I had you when I was first starting out, which was a long time ago. And I wish I had access to, to these ideas, to these teachings. How many years ago did you like actually start marketing yourself as a coach? So this is kind of a convoluted story, so I'll tell you the short version, but I really started working full-time in my coaching business, I want to say just approximately three years ago, but I started blogging and writing and developing my thought leadership back in 2012. In 2012, I was working full-time in HR, and I started writing my blog back then, and had you existed, I probably would have started my coaching Uh (laughs) part back then. But anyway, um, it worked. It's great. We're here now. (laughs) Super. So I, I, I said this not to like to my own horn because, but because I'm really curious, what, what are the particular things? If you could share a few things that you wish you knew back in 2012 that you're like, ah, Simone's talking about it now, but I wish I knew this. And I want all everybody else starting out in online marketing or blogging or anything to know. What were the top few things that you could name? I think back in the day, there was a lot of talk about pain points and being strategic with every communication. And still, still talking about that. it. People. Still, right? All that. And I, I sort of went and I eventually sort of piecemealed it together. One of the things I think that Simone is brilliant at doing is, is she puts it all together in one logical continuum of this is how we do kind of thing but I sort of piecemealed I found the people that were talking about soul and spirit and how to do things differently and so I 
what I was able to do is figure it out through the school of hard knocks. Mm -hmm. I think what you give everyone is like a shortcut. Like you don't have to, you know, go out into the world and find 20 different people to give you each piece of the puzzle. You just have the whole puzzle in one place, which I think is brilliant. So for me, I remember my very first business coach was not a bad person, right? She was a good person, but she was very focused on that whole pain. You must identify the pain point and all these things. And it felt so unnatural to who I was. And I think one of the things that you really focus on a lot that is so valuable is like cultivate who you are and market that. Yes. So that would be one. Awesome. I want to ask more about that. Let me just ask more about that now. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so that is really, I think one of the reasons that that is not intuitive and it's challenging to think about for a lot of new coaches is that they don't have confidence to know that that cultivating themselves is going to be relevant to yes. their marketing, yes. right? Because I, I don't want to talk about myself all day or they will sometimes go on and, and do the thing of telling their own stories, telling their own hero's journey story and feel like, wait, but nobody's, you know, like, how is this relevant? How does this make, compel people to, to know that I can help that. Yes. Right. So, yes. Yeah. So one of the things I think you do brilliantly is also you take a stand that everything that you've experienced in your life is valuable and that what you have to share is valuable. And that sounds like such a simple thought. Like, what I have to share is valuable, but when you are shifting your identity from whatever you did before you were a coach to becoming a coach, I know that I felt like I was starting at zero and it was just a little while before I was talking to one of my coach friends where she was like, no, 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 you're bringing everything you were to this. You're not starting at zero. You're picking up where you left off. That idea really started helping me see all the value that I bring to the table and all the things. And you, the way that you are so clear to say, what you have is valuable. And I know that you <laughs> beat that drum over and over again is so powerful. And so then when you say what I have is valuable, then you can share what your experiences are and you can cultivate being yourself as a human, as opposed to, I must follow the perfect headline formula in order for people <laughs> to end this. And I was a very successful blogger when I blogged and I did follow headline formulas but I always was on this mindset of how do I make it work for me? How do I make it authentic to me? How do I make it like real and useful? So I'm super proud of some of those headline formulas, but the formula isn't what does it, it's the energy behind it. Oh my gosh, so much to unpack there. So if you, the, the idea that you said, I have value and everything that I have experienced has value, that is such a powerful idea because you could be, this could literally be the first day of your coaching business. You could have decided yes. yesterday that you're a coach yes. and yes. you can already come into it with this yes. belief. Yes. I am an expert. Yes. And people are like, wait, but I'm not, I don't have enough experience. But like, guess what? You're an expert in being human. <laughs> yes. Yes. You're an expert in any result you've created in your own life. Right? So good. And that's so, so important. And that's something where when I first started out, so I help people who are struggling in their marriages, right? And when I first started out, I used to, this was a limiting belief I had, was I've never had a bad marriage. I don't know what a bad marriage is like. I can only teach them the good stuff. <laughs> and I experienced that as if it was a problem 
and it wasn't a problem. And I think something I see you do in your free group all the time is tell people that is not a problem. That is not a problem. That is not a problem. <laughs> keep going. Keep selling. I did not ask Maggie to constantly plug my teachings and my group. <laughs> She's just doing this out of the generosity of her heart. Well, so we set the intention that this would be just a conversation between the two of us that you guys get to like listen in on. And this is like exactly what I would tell Simone if we if we were not recording. <laughs> so you get what you get. <laughs> I appreciate that so much. Okay, so give me an example. So this is 2012, Maggie. She's trying to yeah. believe in herself as a coach. She's trying to market. She's trying to blog and get her ideas out there. And her brain is telling her, you're not really qualified to be a marriage, to be an expert on marriage because you haven't had a band marriage. You just said, it's so, I love what you said. You are an expert in the results that you have created. So if you were to coach tw uh, to 2012, Maggie, to look back on, on what she, what the results she has already created, not as a coach per se, but as a human being, what would some of those things be? Oh my gosh. So I had created an amazing marriage and I know exactly how to do that, which is ultimately what I teach people. So I could have just got skipped over all the self-doubt and just gone to, I know exactly how to take you through this path. So that's one. At the time I was a professional in HR. I was very successful in what I did in HR. I know how to help teams. I know how to create trainings. I, know, I used to be a sales trainer, <laughs> which is fascinating to have that experience because I had been a sales trainer in a law firm. And then when I went to sort of sell my own stuff, I, I felt like, again, I felt like I was starting at zero. So I started at zero as opposed to picking up where I left off, which Wait. was a fascinating experience to have. Oh, okay. Tell me how that worked. So I just didn't have the same confidence that I had in my other roles that I then wanted to bring into this role. And I thought it would take me all this like sort of blood, sweat and tears in order but... to to succeed in that role and that was not really true all i had to do was shift my beliefs oh yeah so it's basically i think if you think about it it's such a like you can do a new thing you start at a brand new law firm you've never worked before you start a brand new business as a coach and you have the option to think oh my god this is all new i have no experience i don't know how right. to do this i gotta figure it out from scratch i'm starting yeah. over or yes you can look back and intentionally decide to own all the results that you have created in your previous life, everything yes. that you have accomplished, all the, all the skills that you have built. Yes. And I think that you should not even um, dismiss things that seem not all that quote unquote important to you. Like, let's say you figured out how to have fun with your kids as opposed yes. to being resentful about how much of your energy they're taking up all the time. Yes. What was the result you created, my friend? That's massive. Or just how to, I had a client who was like, I, my, I mean, she's, it's, it's in your niche. Like she has a wonderful um, relationship with her husband. And when I told her that that is a result that people want, she was like, oh, really? Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> it is. <laughs> that is a result people pay tens of thousands of dollars to Maggie to create. A hundred percent. And listen, in, in all the niches, listen, you guys, every niche, I know all of you have this, oh, somebody else is doing it. Mm -hmm. Oh, somebody else, right? I used to, I got over that one really quickly. So let me just share about that one. Because when I started as a marriage coach, by the way, because I was, uh, I certified at the life coach school and I just realized I was the very first marriage coach. 
because back then it was all like life coaches and weight coaches in 2012 mm. so yay anyway i when i went out into the world it was like there's a bazillion marriage counselors and i didn't have the luxury or the option to think oh <laughs> i have to be the only one who does this or there's a problem of some kind so anyone who's out there thinking so and so does the same type of thing that i do here's my thought my very favorite thought is it's going to take all of us <sighs> so good it takes the therapist, the marriage therapist, the marriage counselors, the psych, the marriage psychiatrist. Is that a thing? Yes. Probably. And the coaches and the, and, and everybody. It's going to take all of us. No matter what your specialty is, whether it's weight loss, whether it's business, even if it's marketing, whatever it is. I know a lot of different types of coaches listen to Simone. And I know almost every coach that's a personal friend of mine has gone through that particular idea of like, oh, somebody else does it too. Listen, it's going to take all of us. Let that go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that thought even more than mine, possibly, which is whenever weight, it's always weight coaches who are like, our niche is oversaturated. I'm like, your niche will be oversaturated the, the minute no one on earth has a weight problem. Yes. Amen. Are we anywhere close? Co-signed. Same for marriage, right? Same for, Same any, for marriage. Same when for every marriage. couple, married couple on earth has a happy marriage, Maggie's work will be over and... <laughs> We'll move on to something else. Yes, that then the niche will be oversaturated. We're not there yet. Not exactly. even close. Yeah, totally. I love it. I love it. Okay. So the next question is something that I wanted to ask Maggie ever since I started following her because I was so struck by the way she did this. Maggie writes offers, the what people call CTAs, calls to action, right? Okay. Maggie writes offers in a way where you read it and you don't feel like, oh, she's trying to sell me. You feel like, oh, I feel like I just got a love letter. And it makes people like feel loved and seen and cared for, even if they don't say yes. And what I always say is you want to, you want your copy, you want your offers to leave people in a better place for having seen it, having interacted with it than they were before, even if they don't say yes at this, right at this moment. Cosigned, yes. Correct. And Maggie does this brilliantly. If you want to go find Maggie's stuff, if you haven't, um, if you don't know who she is yet, I really encourage you to sign up for her newsletters, go to her website or go to her Facebook and just see what she, she does and, and, oh, and join her Facebook group. What's it called again? I'm, it's called the Better Marriage Club. Yeah, I'm in there all the time, but I forget what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and just notice the way she makes offers, because I think we, all of us can learn so much. So Maggie, how do you write offers and CTAs that yeah. feel like a love letter? Do you know, when we talked about recording this, I thought about that a lot. I'm like, what is it that I do? Right. Cause I just show up and do it. And I had never really tried to dissect it. So here's what I came up with. <laughs> First of all, we, we've talked in the past about how quantity creates quality. And I think that there's a lot to that, and I absolutely believe that. But I, I went and looked for the nuance. <laughs> Wait, I just want to pause really, really quickly there and just repeat that. Quantity creates, creates. quality. Correct. That's a that means, that I, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. That means that you don't get better at something, let's say coaching or even writing copy, by sitting there and reading all the books and trying to get it perfect. You write good copy when you write lots and lots of bad copy. Correct. So that's one of the things since 2012 I've been writing. So yeah. I've written a lot of things. And then I thought the nuance there is it's not quantity alone 
it's learning from what you're doing. So uh, important. It's not just quantity. Go on. Yeah. So that's one. So to dissect my offers, that's one. It's quantity and learning combined. <laughs> a little equation. And also I thought about what makes an offer loving, right? And I talk about love and think about love all the time. And I thought, what is it that makes an offer loving? And I thought, I think it's detachment. I write my offers from this place where I invite you in. But if you don't come in, like you said, today, you might come in tomorrow or you might never. I'm completely detached from what the action the person takes it is, even as I'm inviting them to take an action. And I think that's why it doesn't feel heavy because it's not heavy. It's light-hearted. Okay, that's brilliant. And when I listen to you talk, I'm always putting on the cap of like like a typical client that I might have. And I can just almost hear them say, okay, so if I'm completely detached, what incentive do I have to like write an offer if I don't care whether they sign up or not? Yeah, so it's so interesting, right? It's like really understanding detachment is a really powerful concept for any coach to understand, whether it's about your copy, your client's results, your own results. So let's talk about it. I, many years ago, did a training called Landmark Education. It's a little cultish. So whenever I talk about it, I say, it's a little cultish. But the, what they taught me was good. And one of the things that they said was, be committed to your results, but not attached to them. Oh. And so when you're committed to your result, let's say you want to make a specific amount of money this year, or let's say you want to have, coach a specific number of clients, you're committed to that result 100%. You're going to tone over every walk. You're going to do all your mindset work. You're going to do everything Simone tells you to do to get to that result. But any one step on that path is not what's going to get you to the result. It's the combination of all the steps on that path that gets you to the result. That allows you to feel detached from any particular outcome of any particular step. So good. So it's like being committed to like what some people might call the path. Yes. And this is the path and the path, like today in my path, I make an offer, right? Yes. And today I am committed to creating this many clients this month, this year, whatever. And it's not like this one thing I do today is going to create that result single-handedly. Correct. Yes. And so for example, a thought that I used a lot last year, which was my first hundred K year was no one call is going to make me or break me. And that gave me detachment when I was doing consultations. I could get on a consultation. I would just give it my all, give it my best. But I had no graspiness around that. So the same thing with writing copy. It's like no one piece of good or what we might call good copy or bad copy or better copy. No one piece of good or bad copy is going to make me or break me. I'm just going to keep writing copy and keep learning how to make compelling, exciting, interesting offers. Perfect. That is so beautiful. And I really think that if you adopted that mindset to sending emails, to writing copy for, for social media posts, to getting on calls with people who might want to hire you, that concept, I think alone could just change so much for you. And I think the biggest thing that gets, that gets in the way when you're trying to build a business is this daily thing that you have to wrestle with because your brain is always going to tell you, oh, the thing that you just tried yesterday, it didn't work because it didn't immediately result in, you know, hundred thousand dollars and like <laughs> fame and riches raining down on you. Right. Yes. Yes. And when, that stops, a lot, stops us a lot when we think that thing didn't work, as opposed to that thing is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing to learn for my next step. 
Exactly. So when you have the perspective to be able to put it in, in perspective and say, oh, I, I wasn't, um, that it wasn't that one action. It wasn't that one decision, that one piece of writing. It was about what I learned from it. And it's about what I get to do with what I learned about it yesterday, today. Right. And it's continuing to iterate it and tweak things here and there and keep experimenting and keep being committed to the goal without, you know, what happened yesterday or today make something, you know, make it mean something about whether you're going to get there or not. Yes. And I think behind that also is the energy. We said the energy of detachment, the energy of learning. And it's also the energy that you put into your offer. Like I can help you. What I have has value. I think you can make sales with bad offers. It sounds crazy. But if your energy is, I can help you. I know how to help you. Even then you can still have a moment where that person feels the energy behind your words, even if the words aren't perfect, which is why you need to keep sharing your words. I love that. That's so perfect because I always make the analogy to, you know, if somebody um, was trying to, I don't know if somebody was like professing their love for you and they want, like they want, they're courting you. And if they're the right person, it doesn't matter if they're kind of mangling some words, they showed up in kind of a weird outfit, like, and they're just saying words and it's not the most elegant, eloquent thing ever. But if you can sense the sincerity behind their intent, if you're like, oh, that is like true love. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You're not yes. looking for the most suave, you know, person. You're looking for the, 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 the sincerity, the real thing, the true heart, right? Yes. And because I think about love and relationships so much, think about the difference between that dude who's a player who has the perfect slick speech for you versus that sort of nerdy, awkward, delightful person who's like, doesn't say it all perfectly, but you know, it's coming from the heart. Which one would you say yes to? Totally. And also, I also think it's interesting that let's say you're dating this like suave, perfect player dude, right? And I think even with those people, I think it's not when they're being all perfect that you, you know, I don't, there's something happens that when they, when those people show their vulnerability, yes, that's when they're the most endearing. Yes. Right. You could be attracted to all the shiny outsides, but it's when they crack a little bit and show their humanity and they're not perfect. You're like, oh, that makes you kind of love them even more. A hundred percent. Yes. So you can make you can sign clients with bad offers. You can sign clients with bad copy. So much of it comes back to your beliefs, your energy, your sincerity, all of that. So good. Love it. Okay, so this is a question that I wanted to ask whoever, you know, the experts were when I felt like I was just figuring out. It's like marketing from the heart, authenticity, and like all of that, it sounds very good, but how do I know, like what's the difference between heart-centered marketing and heart-centered marketing that actually creates profit and actually creates like measurable results? I think that's a great question. Here's what I've seen with myself, and with my colleagues and friends that I've talked to is we must focus on the result. Our, us, I consider myself a lovey-dovey, hippy-dippy, crunchy girl, right? And it's very easy for me to focus on the impact, right? Or to focus on these non-tangibles that are true and valuable, but they don't lead to a sale, right? So I think for us, especially that are sort of more in that realm of, Let's help everyone. Let's love everyone. It's important to say, and how many sales do I want to make this month? 
and how much am I going to charge and how many people am I going to talk to and constantly redirect ourselves to where that sale is made and so that we're focusing our energy and our copy and the invitations that we're making, not just on having an impact, so quote unquote, but on creating the sale because the sale is where the largest impact happens because it's, there's awesome to read my free stuff. Many women have written to me and said, you changed my marriage just for my free stuff, but it's pales in comparison to when someone works with me intimately and really learns how to think the way I think about marriage and how to think the way they want to think about marriage. It's just, there's, it's night and day, the difference. I want to take a yellow highlighter and highlight that the greatest impact comes from um, hiring the coach. Yes. Yes. Right? Yes. And so for us, the coaches who are just like, oh, I just want to share what I've written. We want to share what we've written purposefully. And I think when I was quote unquote, identifying myself as a blogger, instead of really identifying myself as a coach, that was the difference was it was useful, but it wasn't like, and the greatest impact we can have together is working intimately together. And I think when you really believe that, um, and radiate that belief in the way you write copy and make offers, you're yes. going to really start to see some results. And I agree. Cause like you can have like basically unlimited impact on the world and make no money. Correct. You can, you can make people feel amazing, change, you know, you know, have, you know, all these things and, um, sales and marketing is a different skill set. And like yes. Maggie said, you always want to be setting that goal of like, what am I actually creating and constantly ask yourself back, okay, what can I tweak here? What is there for me to learn here? What skill can I work on? Where, um, am I not believing in my own identity as a business person? Right. Yes. So all of these things, um, it's just, it's just a different skill. So that's what I want to tell everybody. Just, you can be a great coach and even a great writer, but learning how to be a great salesperson and a great marketer is a different skill set. And just always have goals in that, in that arena and yes. always be learning, right? You don't yes. have to be perfect at it overnight. In fact, you won't be because it's a skill. Like you won't pick up the violin and become a master at it tomorrow. So like Maggie said, so important. Set goals in terms of you and your business, not just like a platform for wonderful messages in the world. And I am that person that I had a article go viral, 200,000 people read it, shared it and all that. And that one inquiry for coaching, because I was thinking myself in the identity of as a blogger, not in the identity of I'm a life coach who makes money and I make offers and I sell. So good. So good. Maggie, that was such a wonderful conversation. I think it'll give people so many immediate, actionable um, tips for the day. So for how you want to work on your business today. So if you're listening to this from our conversation, I implore you to pick one thing. Don't just listen and go, oh, that was great. And move on with your day. Pick one idea, one belief that you're going to carry with you. One thing that you're going to try differently today, even if it's just a, a shift in mindset and really put it into practice and see what changes. Maggie, thank you so much for being here with me. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. And how can people find you? Even though I kind of already said it, <laughs> just give sure. it the official version. Yeah, the easiest way is MaggieReyes.com and the Better Marriage Club on Facebook and in podcast, it's The Marriage Life Coach Podcast. Okay, hope you all go check her out. And Maggie, I will talk to you next time.